You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price the Million Dollar Man. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know. You need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy, and you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are back watching Knockouts and Three Counts, and as we told you, we've got an action-packed episode for you guys tonight. We're talking all things Indie Wrestling Expo, which is going down this Friday and Saturday in Texas, Richmond, is it Richmond Hall? Hills, Texas. Richland, Richland Hills. Richland, Richland. I was close enough, but Richland Hills, man. That you've got everybody you could want to see. Anybody that's not under a WWE contract, man, you've got AEW, you've got Impact, and you've got our guest tonight, the return of Sam Adonis. How you doing, brother man? I'm hanging in there, my man, getting all excited and amped up for this coming Friday and Saturday in Richland Hills, Texas, the Pro Wrestling Expo. I'm gonna be there. And I have a big match against uh, Brian Cage. So I'm really excited for this one. That's been a match I've been waiting for for you know a couple of years now. I've actually been training a lot, just getting back in ring shape because of all that time off. So uh, it's going to be a really cool weekend. I'm looking forward to it. So tell me a little bit about that. So last we talked, you were telling us about the Amazon thing, which is why things were switched up a little bit. You got to go and uh, sling some packages. So what is that like for you? You got to go make the run to Texas. So what's your work week going to look like this week, bro? Uh, It's pretty intense. Uh, I get up every morning at about 445 and uh, start delivering packages till about 4 p.m. And then I have to fit in my normal routine of the week, which is gym. And I've been uh, putting some wrestling training in there. And now that the independents are finally picking back up, now I have to balance that, which is, you know, it's what we do. It's what we like to do. You know, it's a good problem to have because being busy means you're doing something right. But right now we're still kind of in the middle because it's not busy enough for me to, you know, be full time once again. But at the same time, uh, it's getting in the way of, of my other gig. So It'll be a long week. I'll be tired. I, you know, I, I have a day off and I get up and fly to Texas and wrestle three matches in two days, fly home on uh, Sunday afternoon and have to be back up at 5 a.m. on Monday. So tell me about that. How is Amazon with getting days off? Because let me tell you, USPS, I don't give a fuck if you hear this. Your supervisors are not accommodating, but I digress. How is it for you trying to get your uh, get your stuff in with the wrestling bookings right now, being that Amazon's got to be jumping just like we are? It's pretty cool. Uh, it's not so bad because we work four-day work weeks. We have four days on, three days off, and there's just so much work, so many volumes of work. You can just kind of stagger your shift as long as you're not taking advantage of it, which I haven't had to yet. But uh, luckily, my, my boss is a really big wrestling fan, and he's doing what he can to help me out right now. Okay, so tell me about that. How much browning points has you been wrestling scored you at the job, bro? Hey, it's only recently. The new manager is the one that has uh, is a big fan. Uh, I came back to the station one day, and he came up to me kind of in one of those, hey, I need to talk to you. Oh, God, what'd I do? Did I hit a child or what? Did I but, hit a uh, child? <laughs> he, he says, so I hear you're a wrestler. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it. And, you know, he, oh, I knew a wrestler here, back in there, whatever. Next thing you know, he Googled me and he's like, oh, wow, you're actually a really high level wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm only here because I got to be, you know, so he's really cool and he's been helping me out. Hey, man. So let's get into the real business at hand. Obviously, this isn't the first show that you've gotten to do since COVID, as we could talk about. 
Corey was playing Call of Duty with me and I was telling him about the pictures. I was like, man, he just sent me this stuff thinking it was uh, your brother. So tell me about Warrior Wrestling, bro. Like, oh. I saw the pictures you sent me, man. It looked like a dope-ass setup. Uh, what was that like with that kind of a setup? Did it make it harder to work or what'd you think? Honestly, I think it was one of the best outdoor shows I've ever worked. Um, a lot of times you have a problem doing these outdoor shows because a lot of times if it's a football or baseball stadium, they have the fans segregated to one section. So there might be 1,500 people or 2,000 people, but they're always on one side of the ring. And it kind of you know takes away some of the overall uh, ambience of the arena. This show was so spread out and they had 500 people evenly spaced around the entire football field, people on both sets of bleachers. Honestly, like, yes, they weren't as packed in together, but, at, you know, the whole match, we felt like we were, you know, in the, in the center of an arena and it, it just, it felt really good to be home, if you will just be in front of that many people in live attendance once again. It looked really cool, man, because I am so upset that I'm not going to make the trip to Texas. I was trying to get Devin there. I'm like, bro, it's right in your backyard. Like, please go to the show. Go check the shit out. He's like, man, they got me working 16 hours that day or I would be there. <laughs> so, I mean, I tried to get Devin there. I would be there if it weren't for uh, responsibilities and uh, being an adult and all that. Sure, kind of sure. But, dude, that looks pretty cool. So what are your thoughts on this being like the first expo I've heard of or seen since the whole COVID thing? It's going to be a lot of people all together. Well, I really hope everything goes off as planned. That's really my main concern. You know, I don't want to, uh, any hiccups along the way. I, I think most fans are ready for it. I mean, fans are just ready to be back in that environment. We've all have to stay, you know, socially responsible and make sure we have our masks and don't go around. You know, you can't get too close to people. We want to make sure we have a safe environment for everyone. So these can keep moving forward. Uh, I think if people can come to this and, and feel you know safe and feel like it's something they're willing to do, that'll probably be some steps in the right direction to getting back to where we were. So I just hope everything comes off as planned. I mean, it's, it's two nights. Uh, I mean, there's countless games, activities, costume contests, so much going on in this one that, you know, it almost kind of has the same vibe as maybe one of those, uh, you know, star casts or big event or whatever kind of has that same feel to it. And I mean, like you said, the show is just packed and stacked. So I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, let's talk about it. So night one, you're a part of Team Hammerstone, all right? First of all, what are your thoughts on being a part of Team Hammerstone? Because, I mean, I've never met the guy. Would love to have him on the show. But, I mean, hey, the guy's a little full of himself. We all know <laughs> that you don't have confidence issues. So uh, how do you think that that coexists in a big-ass tag match like that? Well, I don't know how it's going to unfold on the Friday, but uh, he's one of those guys that I've always got along with really well. I've never wrestled him, but I've been on a bunch of shows with him. Um, there's a certain thing, like a lot of times when you get to a certain level as a performer or as a traveler, you know, you kind of tend to relate to some of the guys that are doing the same things that you're doing. So, you know, I've met him on multiple occasions and we've always, you know, we we're, we're able to relate. So we get along. So I'm glad to be on his team. Um, it'll be fun just to, it's cool because there's, you know, 10 big guys, you know, I think the shortest guy in the match might be six, two. So, uh, it'll be Who's cool. All rounding out your guy's squad. Oh, I don't even know half the guys, but I know they're big. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, I know Jacob fought in it. Rodney Mack, a buddy of mine named Gallo from, uh, Arizona. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I think, I think this is another event that's going to give a lot of opportunities to see younger guys trying to prove themselves. But the Saturday night seems to be a precursor for my, my the Sunday and Friday night's a precursor for my Saturday because Saturday I have two singles matches, one against uh, Chandler Hopkins in the afternoon. And then the big one on Saturday night, myself against the machine, Brian Cage. So before we get to that, something I noticed in looking at this again, as you mentioned before we went on the air, you know, I mean, this is probably the third time you've been on the show. We've gotten to know each other pretty well. And in that time, I've never known Mr. Adonis to be a guy who uh, brings himself any backup, really. <laughs> I see you got a manager with you for this one. So what the fuck? What's up with that? Honestly, I actually have him on most of my events that I do on the West Coast and in the Southwest. Believe it or not, he is 100% my shoot real-life West Coast booking manager. 
MK Bandit. That's not a joke. That's not a stretch. He books my my shows. He's a talent agent for me. So a lot of what I do in the Southwest is going through him. And it's awesome. People will contact him and say, hey, how do we get Sam and I? I said, okay, well, we'll be there. And he hooks up the deal. He gets the, the negotiations sorted out. He sends me my flights. And so he's legitimately one of, you know, one of my best friends on the planet, takes care of me, gets me a lot of work. And uh, we'll be together on this show. So even though you haven't seen it, doesn't mean I don't have my backup when I need it every now and again. I see you. You got your own Paul L. Ring. I got you. I don't know. <laughs> if the and shit, but I mean, hey, clearly he's getting you the deals done. So he's doing exactly. How many other American independent guys have their own Paul Ellering? That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> he can do half for you what Paul Ellering did for the Road Warriors. We're in fucking business. There we go, man. Now, it's going to be cool. Um, he's fantastic at what he does, too. He He's just like me. We love to rile up the audience, get people all crazy. And, you know, we have some good chemistry. So I think, you know, if anything, there's so many eyes on this show. Hopefully it gets him, you know, out there and seen by a lot more people as well. Well, let's talk about the match that if people already don't know you, which I don't know how they don't, but if they don't, this Brian Cage match might do very much of the same thing for you. So let's talk a little bit about that. So obviously, dude has been on a run in AEW. He's the FTW champ right now. He's got his whole deal going with Taz and Ricky Starks and all them. So first of all, I know this is a match you and I have talked about in person that you've wanted for a while. So what are your thoughts on the matchup and how do you see this match playing out? Um, I think it's just going to be awesome. That's all I can say. Um, Brian's another one of those guys that I've been around for the last four years. I've been on the same shows as him. You know, it's that same thing about having a mutual respect for somebody that's, you know, doing what you're doing. So it's something that I've always wanted to happen. Uh, for a while, there was a bit of tension between us because, uh, you know, my gimmick in Mexico with the Donald Trump supporter, and he did something similar in AAA. So, you know, the fans were winding up saying, I stole his gimmick, he stole my gimmick, and everything in between. So it was one of those things It was just, it made me curious. But at the same time, Brian Cage is about 250 pounds of solid muscle. You know, I'm six foot four, 240 myself. I think what's what to expect is just a heavyweight encounter, you know, get two big boys up there kicking the shit out of each other. Um, you know, he's, he's all over the place. He has a lot of eyes on him right now. The way I see it is this for, is an opportunity for me to show a lot of the people in the American audience that don't know who I am, you know, who I am and what I'm all about. Look, man, might I suggest, I mean, again, we're homies and all. I told you a good kick in the dick when well-placed, he might be a machine. But I mean, hey, if there's gonna cause a chink in the armor, just saying. Well, but, that's uh, it. Trust me, I got I got secrets up my sleeve. So, uh, oh, I'm I know coming, you do. Coming I, to I Texas, just, well prepared. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to look out for the homie. You know? but, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but hell yeah, man! But uh, we're looking forward to it this weekend, man. You're gonna do your thing against Brian Cage, and uh, I know we were talking about linking up for WrestleRex in Philly, man. I don't know, Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I keep saying, why did I say Philly? Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Anyway, we were talking about Russell Rex in Pittsburgh. Do you think now that we're starting to see some of these shows, do you think that opens up the door for that too? We're getting there. Uh, Pittsburgh's a little bit slower. Pennsylvania itself is a little bit slower than the rest of the country. Just, you know, being precaution, being precautionary. Um, I'm ready for it to come back. I'm ready to start promoting and put these shows together. Uh, the fans are ready. The city's ready. So uh, as soon as we get the green light from the state, you know, they will be back. Um, just right now, I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have in many bookings that I do across the country. Uh, I mean, this week I'm in Dallas, Texas. The following week I'm at a show in Pennsylvania. Then I have Chicago. I have Salt Lake City and then back in Texas. So it's it's pretty good fall coming up considering you know there, there's not many shows so all things considered i'm just happy to be here happy to have you know the support of the people i do and i can't wait to keep traveling again to see everybody well you already know you got us in your corner like i said if wrestle rex comes back let me know a little bit ahead of time and hey i'll make my way out to pittsburgh but let everybody know again where they can find you this uh this friday and saturday in texas independent wrestling expo all that good stuff and what you've got cooking this Friday and Saturday, Richland Hills, Texas, right outside of Dallas. Uh, anybody that's listening, anybody from that area, please come check it out. Come say hello. Tell me that you watch this. Uh, you know, I, I can get along with the devil. So, you know, make a conversation and 
trust me, I think we can talk about anything. Um, people can continue to find me and all my dates on my social media. Um, my Twitter and Instagram are both real Sam Adonis. Uh, they have all my upcoming events, all my shows. And, uh, yeah, it's just a good way to, to stay in contact. And, you know, I, I have a really good feeling that, you know, uh, my best years are yet to come. Everything's been going really good. And I just think, uh, you know, I'll be, be quite busy coming up. So hopefully I get to meet a bunch of the fans and just, uh, you know, do what we do and, and bring pro wrestling back to the masses. Hey brother, I'm with you with it. And, uh, like always, man, we appreciate having you on the show. And like I said, if Russell Rex comes back, hit your boy up a little bit ahead of time. You know how them post office and uh, Amazon shit works. Give me a little heads up and I'll be out in Pittsburgh. Sounds good, my brother. We will make it happen. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Cool. cool. Well, everybody, that's it, man. We had Sam Adonis with us. And as we mentioned, Miranda Gordy will be in with us here shortly. Corey, so this was your first go around with Mr. Sam Adonis. What do you think? Huh? pretty personal guy he like uh like you guys were chatting about he seems pretty uh excited about his upcoming match that's for sure well dude i mean it's a big opportunity you know yeah, i mean going against the machine brian cage dude is gonna be insane and especially know, like he was saying with the world finally opening back up this is one of the you know first bigger shows that there really is out there so Right, man. And I mean, like I said, it's going to be the first big fan expo. Like he said, it's kind of like along the, along the lines of a star cast deal. You know, we've worked a couple of those, but never under circumstances where there was a COVID thing, you know? So, I mean, we'll see what happens. For those of you tuning in to catch the beauty of Bad Street, the queen of Bad Street, Miranda Gordy, she will be in here with us shortly. Corey, we had some great fights last weekend as well, man. Uh, let's talk briefly about Frankie Edgar and his fight while we wait for Ms. Gordy to join us. Well, real quick, uh, everybody who's watching this, if you watch the fights, please go back and comment uh, below who you, who you scored the fight for, if you were paying enough attention to actually score it. Because I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on who uh, joined us. Won it. Yeah, let us know in the comments who it is that you think, uh, you know, who it is that you – you know who it is that you guys had in it. Without any further ado, like I said, we had more than one guest tonight. We've got the queen of Bad Street, Miss Miranda Gordy. How you doing? Great. How are you? Can't complain. Just got off with Mr. Sam Adonis talking a little bit about this independent wrestling expo. And can I just say from Jump Street, I'm so fucking mad that I'm not going to be there. Because for those of you who didn't catch the first 15 minutes with Sam, he's doing Amazon, so he feels my pain with the post office right now. I would be there otherwise. I want to see you and Jordan Grace uh, tangled up. But before we get to that, let them know where they can find you at. Um, I'm on all social media. You can find me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all under Miranda Gordy. You just search Miranda Gordy, uh, even Pro Wrestling Tees. You, you just search my name and you can find me. So I got to tell you, so in my uh, journalistic um, research or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I was looking at your interview that you did with uh, Wrestling Travel, man. So that shirt that you got out for your dad, the guy's in shirt, first of all, that shit is dope. So tell me about about your merch, because for somebody who's been in the game for only a year, you've got uh, you've got quite the lineup already. I know. Uh, I've had merch uh, since the beginning, but um, like I said, pro wrestling tees, all the t-shirts that I have out. Um, there's a couple of Terry Gordy shirts um, and of course some of my merch on there. Um, but the guy Gene worldwide, that's actually through, uh, through their website. Uh, it's for a limited time. I think there's one more week left. Uh, they asked if we could collab and I was like, absolutely. I love your product and they happen to be a fan of my dad's. And so we're doing uh, a special just for like the, the rest of this week so that you can get a Terry Gordy shirt. And where can they get it at? What's the website? Uh, com, I believe. Hey, I like it. I already, I've already got myself one coming. Uh, nice. So I was trying to school Corey up. So our show also covers MMA and all that stuff. Corey's been kind of filling in with me during the whole quarantine deal and all that kind of stuff. And he's more of the MMA ilk. So I sent him some stuff of not only yours, but of your dad's to kind of get an idea of what was going on. 
So one of the questions I got for you is obviously for those who don't know, I mean, you're a third generation, if I'm not mistaken, is it third generation, fourth generation? Uh, just a second, just second, a second generation. I got it yeah. mixed up. Second generation. But I know your brother was in the business as well as your dad. So tell me, you know, I listened to what you were saying about why you wanted to get in the business, but I mean, obviously it was something that you grew up with, but what was it that really made that change that made you want to get in the wrestling business? Um, really, uh, it started with, uh, one of the promoters, they kept asking me like, Hey, come to the show, come to the show. Finally, they were like, the Von Ericks are going to come to the show. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll get out of the house. I'll come see them. And you know, it'll be fun. It'll be something to do. And, uh, I enjoyed myself and I'm like, okay, sure. You know, I'll, I'll get out and I'll start going to more and more. And then I became a manager to one of my friends and, they gave me a spot where I got to punch somebody and I'm like, I want to do this all the time. Like it was, you know, in front of a crowd and the crowd got a big pop. And uh, so like I instantly fell in love with it just because I guess the rush. And so I started training from there. So obviously, you know, you've only been in the game for about a year from what I've seen. So you, you haven't been in the game that long, but I mean, from what I see, you know, you're already racking up some titles. From what I see, you just got the S- the SW Fury title. You yes. Know, you, you know, you're going to be facing Jordan Grace here at the Independent Wrestling Expo. You know, she's a former Impact champ. I mean, for somebody who's been in the game a year, you know, you're over here trying to make some waves and shit. So oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you've been in the game a year, but I mean, it's not the first time I've heard your name around, which is why when Kyle, who hooked up this interview, you know, uh, set this up. I was like, you know, I feel like Miranda would be the one that would be cool to do this with. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I mean, I just, I've been very blessed. I've, uh, it started with good trainers. Um, and then, you know, obviously my name, uh, my dad built a legacy and, um, that has gotten me in the door. And then my training, uh, my attitude, my, uh, the way I present myself and my work are what continue to get me bookings and in, in all these cool places, like against Jordan Grace. Uh, you know, I, I think I could honestly say that if I wasn't good at what I do, I, I wouldn't have the match. So, or have the title, you know, uh, the, when you get a title for a company, you're representing that company. So obviously all those companies think that I'm good enough to represent them. So that's, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> so, to go with that, you know, one thing that really intrigues me with this match with you and Jordan Grace is you and Jordan Grace both have, you know, that real strong power build, which to me, I feel like is so underrated in women's wrestling today. And it goes into something that Corey had wanted to ask too. So before I let Corey hit you with what he's got, cause it'll go right off it. What are your, what's your response to those who keep saying, well, oh, they look manly because, you know, you could be strong or because you don't look like the cookie cutter, you know, model type all the time. Like to me, I feel like having different representations, whether it's men's wrestling, female wrestling, how can everybody connect to wrestling if everybody looks the same? So what are your, what's your thought on that? Because I know you've had to hear it before. No one would ever say it to my face. Not say it to Of course. They would never say it to my face. And and that's really all I got to say. Because, uh, you know, if you can say whatever you want behind a keyboard or to your friends. You wouldn't say it to mine or Jordan Grace's or any of the bigger girls' faces. Right. You know, and that's that's all you got to say. You can be a, a coward <laughs> and, and talk crap. But whatever, like, good. I hope I look strong. I, I hope I look mean. Leave me alone. Okay, so don't, you know, hey, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, Corey, well, I teed it up. Let yours go, man. You had one ready to go. Well, I had one actually that kind of sprung back to what we were initially talking about, but it, you kind of covered it with what you were saying earlier with the fact of like you, you came in this as a generational talent, like you, like Kyle was saying. Was you turned that motivation though into something? for yourself and like you were saying they don't necessarily just give out titles so it's obviously your own work and ambition that's getting you to this point um where do you how much further do you see that taking you and how much do you plan on putting into this is this your full-time gig 
I mean, obviously you're, you know, filling in at a huge spot right now with uh, everything just now opening back up with COVID and everything. This is a big opportunity. Uh, it is. Um, and I do like right now, this is what I do. This would be my full-time job. Uh, this is my focus right now, obviously in the gym all the time, constantly mm-hmm. training. Uh, my boyfriend, uh, I live with him. He has a ring. Like you walk out of my bedroom, there's a wrestling ring. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, wrestling is my life yeah. right now. And, uh, I hope to go to the top. I, you know, I, uh, I think that at some point I will have a tryout. Uh, hopefully soon for WWE. Um, if not, I'll shoot for AEW, maybe Impact or, or another one of the, the. You never know. Right now, there could be another company pop up in the meantime. But I'm going. I'm going for the top. So it, it's just my life right now. <laughs> yeah. And when when do you see, expect to see more of the bigger shows kind of opening up? I know a, a lot of them are doing kind of smaller gigs and stuff. But when do you expect to kind of see them maybe move? further down south where you see a lot of the states are more open to allowing events opening up i actually i think soon i think uh you know we we're getting into fall and we're going back into the where uh you know the country goes back to school and everybody gets back to their job you know they were off all summer and unfortunately we had a pandemic but i think the further we get into uh the fall and stuff i think that shows will start opening back up because first off, people don't like to be locked inside, you know, oh, but, God, no. <laughs> but we can't just let, you know, uh, the economy crash. We can't just stay inside forever. Everybody mm-hmm. has to, to go out and live their life, you know, cause life is short. So, uh, and you gotta have fun while you can and, uh, still have an income and still do all that. So I, I actually think that things like, uh, ROH and AEW are slowly getting like a, you know, like a half capacity or quarter capacity right now uh, from I, what I, I've heard. I, I think thought soon, I read that their AEW is going to be doing for their tape in this week. I read they said that it's going to be like 10% capacity. I think. Yeah, exactly. So, so slowly they're going to, you know, trickle in fans and they'll probably have tons of safety precautions, just like yeah. we're doing for the expo. You know, yeah. they're, they're taking a lot of precautions, the mask and the sanitization and, uh, you know, making sure everybody's got their COVID tests and stuff like that. And uh, I, I feel like, those bigger live events are going to do the same thing until we can resume back to normal. We might not ever leave the whole mask thing, which is fine. Other countries have been doing that for like at least a decade, you know, like Japan and stuff. They just automatically do it. So I, if we don't get away from that, it's fine, but at least we get to go back to resuming life as normal. Absolutely. I feel, the, I feel the same way. I mean, if, if that's what it takes as a mask, it's a mask. Yeah, it's just the mask, you know. <laughs> we can get back to the world being open if that's all it really Right. Takes. People people are tripping like like I said I work at the post office, so it's like every day, man. Why do I got to wear a mask? <laughs> well, it ain't my choice, bro. Like I don't have a damn thing to do with it. Like I don't uh, like it either. You know, at least on the upside, you know, they've gotten creative. So I've been wearing switching it out between the Pentagon and Phoenix masks and I get about 20 people a day. Where's your mask from? So- yeah, there's so many opportunities. Like uh, I've had, you know, people ask for the Bad Street mask. Like I think it's great opportunities. Uh, if you have a lucha mask and it covers your mouth, there you go. You get to wear your lucha mask all the time. Perfect segue. See, yeah. you already got. You've already got the mind for it. See, we've got new shirts that are going to be get the orders going in Thursday. So if you guys are looking for them, stay tuned to our website. We're going to have them coming. Maybe I'll get you one out as well too, Miranda. Once we get them out. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We're going to try to do that with the mask too. My buddy was like, "Bro, why don't you just put it like flat square in the thing? Like, you know, just put the knockouts and three counts thing." I'm like, "Dude, that would be like stupid easy too." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, it is what it is. So you brought up Japan though. So that brings up a few questions for me. First of all, uh, with you going over to Japan and having your first experience over there, you know, with your dad having the name that he did over there in Japan and just the legacy that Japan has for being like they always talk about strong style. It's a different style wrestling than what you see. It's a different style wrestling fan than what you see. So with your dad's reputation preceding you and as well as your brother, you know, doing his thing with WWE, uh, 
did that bring any extra pressure for you as you went to Japan? And what were your thoughts of the overall experience with that working there versus here in America? Um, so when I, I went over there, like immediately just because of, you know, everybody knows my dad and, and my brother, just the legacy, I was already greeted with such respect. And so, you know, I was met at the airport by a, a fan, like a sponsor and, and every day, like I had, I had someone else take me somewhere awesome. So, I mean, obviously with my work, but with my dad's, what my dad created over there, they had so much respect for him that they just immediately put it onto me. So it, it was a really, really awesome experience. And uh, I can't wait to go back. Uh, like I can't, it would take, I could talk about it all night, you know? Um, I, the fans are different. Like in the sense that, uh, you know, they greeted me with gifts and they were just in awe. Like I was treated like a queen, you know, like, cause they were larger than life over there. Right. You know, and they still see it for what it is. Yeah. And they they just wanted to hang out like it was like the coolest thing for them to hang out with me, you know, and and they just wanted to spend time and and be in my presence. And I'm like, I'm just cool with hanging out with you guys. Like I'm in another country, you know, so (laughs) like so it, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And I hope to go back really soon. Just I think that would be a big goal. If I don't make it to a major promotion, I would absolutely take Japan. I'll, I'd make all the the 13 hour flights back and forth for Japan. It was just that awesome. <laughs> so I heard you say in the interview that you did with uh wrestle travel, that a lot of the stuff you watch as far as film and things like that for wrestling is your dad's stuff. So my question with that is, are you more of a fan of the Freebird stuff? Or do you like more of the deathmatch stuff? Because Corey didn't know what I meant when I said deathmatch stuff. So I sent Corey a link to your dad versus Cactus Jack over there in Japan. Uh, Yeah, um, that was one of the later uh, Japan matches. Um, I actually last May had the opportunity to talk with uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack about it. And he was he had nothing but respect for my dad. It, it was really cool and it touched my heart to be able to talk to him about that match. And so because it, it's, it's a pretty good match. Uh, but I will have to say, as far as Freebirds and uh, like my dad in Japan, I am more of a fan of the Japanese stuff, uh, the All Japan, because that's just what I grew up with. I was born in 89. Uh, so at the time, my dad was going to Japan like every three months or so. And uh, he would stay over there. And so I grew up with the Stan Hansons and the Dr. Deaths and the giant Babas and, uh, you know, <laughs> people, yeah, people from Japan coming in my house. And I just think it's normal. You know, we're getting our pictures taken and put in Japanese magazines as, as kids. And that's just what I grew up with. So I think that that's kind of what I tend to lead towards. Of course, I love Michael. I love buddy. And, and, you know, and uh, I'm actually close with Michael, but, but I grew up with all Japan. So that leads right into another question I had for you. You know, you mentioned that you wanted to get a tryout soon with WWE and all that kind of stuff. So how much, how instrumental has Michael really been with what you've been doing since you started wrestling, since you're still new to the game? Is he kind of giving it a wait and see approach or is it kind of like, Oh shit, it's another free bird and he's all over it. Um, I think secretly uh, he's excited. Uh, <laughs> um, he's not come out. No, he's a, uh, I'll call him up every once in a while and I'll be like, what would you do about this? Like, I remember when I first started matches, uh, I, I had my first match and I called and I'm like, what do I do now? And he gave me advice. Of course, the advice was uh, go out and learn to work, you know? And, and so that's what I did. I just took off taking matches and, some sucked a lot of them sucked and I you know I just got better it was a learning experience and that's been you know the the biggest learning experience actually so uh, and you know I I talk to him maybe once a week every other week or so and I'll just be like you know what would you do about this what do you think about you know this and so he's given me a lot of good advice and uh, I think he hopes to see me in a big company as well. I mean, I would say that that's a good bet, but I had to know how much he had to do with it because, I mean, Corey, I know you're not the biggest wrestling guy, but I'm telling you, dude, you need to go down the wormhole. You need to check out some Freebirds versus Von Erich shit, and you want to talk about a crowd getting hot. Like, I was just talking to him before we went on because we had Sam Adonis on with us, 
Now, the last time Sam was here in Detroit, he told me before the show, he goes, yeah, shit's, shit's going to get a little fucking rowdy. Next thing you know, dude, he had motherfuckers throwing beer from the from the Raptors and everything. So you want to talk about heat. You watch Freebirds versus Von Erics, you'll see, you'll see plenty, dude. Because oh, yeah. I would say Brandon would agree when I say that there were a lot of times that Terry and them were lucky they made it back to the fucking curtain. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like uh, my whole life, I've heard stories of people literally bringing guns to shows. Like so much heat. They have made people hate them so bad that they literally wanted to kill them. You know, and that that's heat. And unfortunately, no one gets that heat now. You kind of everybody's got to be PC and all that, which is fine. But back then, though, uh, they didn't give a shit, bro. (laughs) They didn't give a shit. It was a different time, and they wanted it though. That's what sold tickets. Is you know, you had your baby face Von Erics. Everyone loves the Von Erics, but they buy tickets to watch the Von Erics beat up the Freebirds. Right. That's what sold the tickets is you hated that person. I'm buying this ticket so I can see them beat up this guy that I hate, you know? So that that's how you get heat. That's what heat is. Yeah, Corey, I try to tell you because I know you don't watch it like I do. So I, full disclosure, if you can't tell from what's behind me, I mean, most of that stuff's from our interviews at this point, but I've been watching this shit since I was a kid. And then as I got older, I fell into the 80s shit as obviously I was not born for that either so <laughs> i didn't get to see a ton of it but man when i went back and looked dude like Corey, i try to tell you like i i've told Corey, like man fa- the crowds man it ain't like how it is now like i've been at shows where shit got it got hot so yeah like i said one of these days man we're gonna have to have you check that out but let's talk about something a little bit away from wrestling for a second before we get into what you've got this weekend at the Independent Wrestling Expo, because you're going to be pretty fucking busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're not wrestling, what does the Queen of Bad Street do in her good time? Like, what you know, what do you like to do for a good time here? Like, you know, I know you can't be, you know, beating faces in, as it says on your Twitter, and you ain't in the <laughs> ring all day. So what the fuck are you doing for a good time? Because I mean, uh, your dad like the party does it run in the family? I uh, I I like to party. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I like to I like to drink every once in a while. I actually um, I'm in a winery right now. So. Oh, perfect segue. <laughs> so uh, um, I just uh, as of lately with the pandemic, I've been focusing on like, <laughs> and this is so bad street. My garden. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, I have a horse. I, I ride my horse and stuff. Um, pretty chill. You know, I haven't been able to go out and do stuff, but yeah, for a good time, I'll go out to, you know, a bar and, or a club or something and just walk around. Like I love to travel. So r- that's part of the wrestling stuff is, is I get to go see a new place. If I'm in a new city that I just wrestled in, I'll absolutely check out the scenery. So that, I guess that's what I do for fun. Have you made your way to Detroit yet? You know, uh, I have not got a chance to really check out Detroit. Uh, I've passed through there uh, about 10 years ago, but I've never really <laughs> been the heart of it. I passed through. I kept driving. But uh... <laughs> yeah, 10, 10 years ago, I don't blame you. It's it's on the upswing now, but 10 years ago, it's a pass through town. That's for sure. Well, whenever you make your way to Detroit, You'll definitely have to give me a ring. We'll have to get a drink or oh, something. Absolutely. It's not to do that shit. Right. I'll bring a mask. We'll take a shot. The shot will kill it, right? The shot of Jack will kill See, it. See, now <laughs> we're talking here. We'll get you a little bit of tequila, get you something. We'll be looking all right. It'll be all good. But yep. so, like I said, our show also covers MMA. Do you mess with MMA at all? Do you watch it? And if so, who are some of your favorites? Uh, I... I don't really watch it, to be honest. Uh, I've seen some stuff, like when Ronda Rousey was big. Like I'm like, heck yeah, do it for the ladies. You know, I, I was, I had her back for the most part. Um, her matches didn't last long, so I saw all 15 seconds of them. You know, every time she always won with an armbar. Um, but it's been at least a year or two since I've actually watched a match. You know, on on uh, UFC or anything. So. 
That's fair. I had to ask though, because yep. I mean, you see so many people, you know, jumping from MMA to wrestling and wrestling to MMA now. I mean, like I said, our show covers wrestling and MMA because obviously I started as a wrestling fan. I started fighting when I was 13 though. So, I mean, that's where, that's where the kind of the parallel comes with it. But my question for you is we talked about what you like to do, you know, outside of here and all that good stuff, you know, Obviously, shows are starting to open up a little bit more and things like that. How do you feel now that you're getting into wrestling at the time you are, though? Because I feel like we're at a time now where women are at a spot where we've never seen. Like I mentioned, you know, before you used to see, you know, the model, you know, you know, I don't even know what to call it. The model type. But now you've got every different kind of woman you could want. And women are getting actual time to wrestle places, like getting legit, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Like for somebody like you who, you know, your dad, you know, the Freebirds and the Von Erics have beat the shit out of each other for like 20 and 30 minutes at a time. So for you now getting into wrestling and getting your chance here on a bigger show and against a big opponent like Jordan and Grace, I mean, how does it feel now that you know that you're actually going to be able to get a legitimate you know, time in the ring, you know? Uh, I think that now is the best time for me to uh, to get into wrestling. We have the, the women's evolution going on, which I love. Women are, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but women were seen as like the divas, of, you know, the TNA stuff. Like, uh, you know, it was all model-looking ladies right. and you know, not that I'm not attractive. I'm just not that tight, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so I, I think now, I think now, uh, women are more seen, uh, somewhat like the men, they're seen as athletes. They're seen as butt kickers, you know, they're seen as aggressive and that's okay. Now, you know, not just flaunting everything around. They're actually right. like that girl might legitimately kick my butt. And I love it. So, uh, I think now's a good time. I'm, Super excited for the the match with Jordan Grace because she also looks like a butt kicker. She's, you know, she's got the muscle, she's got the big arms and stuff, and uh, so she she looks like she might uh, whoop up on some people. So I think it's a good matchup for her. And and people have been telling me, you know, left and right, this is a dream match. Like two two bigger girls, two girls with the muscles and stuff like that, like going at it. So I I'm excited for it. All right. So how do you see this match going then? Uh, I'm gonna give Jordan Grace a run for her money. That's for sure. <laughs> you ain't gotta be modest. You can you can say you're gonna get a W. I didn't expect you to say, "Well, she's really good, and I'm gonna give her the good old college try." But you know, she might get me because even if I thought I was gonna lose in a boxing ring, I ain't never gonna tell another motherfucker that. So. Right? Okay. All right. I'm trying to be fair, but you know. Uh... <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to win, but <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> so. Hey, I mean, it's a huge match for you, though. I mean, that's a hell of a person for you to lock it up with here. I mean, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, it's going to give you, I mean, this is going to be good exposure, too. I mean, this will put you in front of Impact and everywhere else. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, getting tryouts with WWE and everywhere else. I mean, help you go in there and beat a former Impact champ. I mean, I mean, doesn't take a brain surgeon. That's true. That's, I mean, you know, just, of course the exposure, I mean, I, I took the match before I knew who I was against because I'm always ready to kick some butt, but uh, it's, I, it's really awesome that it's Jordan Grace because it does, uh, she has a really large following. And so, you know, when I win, uh, <laughs> people will see that I beat her. So I, I think it's great. Uh, and you know, the same goes for her. Uh, I'm catching up on the following. So, so people, at one point, even if they don't get to catch it now, we'll probably look back and be like, I like these two females. I want to see this matchup. So it'll be in the history books, you know, if they ever want to see it. Well, obviously, I kind of skipped the chronological order. But, hey, I've been throwing the mail all day, so give me a fucking break. Anyways, on night one, before we ever get to Jordan Grace, you've got a triple threat elimination match. So tell me about that. That's a lot of shit going on at one time. I know. Uh, uh, my triple threat is with uh, Killa Kate, who I actually just beat on Friday at Texoma Pro. Uh, that was a, a a title match. Uh, I, I defended my title. Pro champ, right? I am, and uh, she, she tried to take my title. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, I beat her. And um, also Erica Torres. I know Erica. Uh, we've been on shows together, but I've never actually had a match with her. So uh, I think she's a former NWA women's champion. Um, she's been doing this for a minute. She's going to be a great competitor. But uh, I think I got size and strength. So uh, I also will give them a run for their money. I think I got that in the bag. All right. So you're the perfect person for me to ask this to because we have this segment on the show. It kind of goes one of two ways. You know, we kind of flip it depending on whether it's an MMA person or wrestling person. So it goes this way. That's a two-part question. One, are you a person when it comes to show day and things like that? Like what kind of mindset do you got to be in? Are you, you know, fun, happy-go-lucky, kick it, or are you all business day of? Oh, I'm all business. I'm like, you know, I get in butt kicking mode. I'm like, uh, ass kicking mode. You keep cussing. I'm like, I'm gonna be good. Uh, I get hey, in ass kicking mode. Uh, I I listen, you know, to some music, whatever I'm feeling. If I'm feeling, what are you a listening gangsta. to? Uh, it just depends. If I if I feel a little gangster that day, I might put on some rap. If I feel like like I'm I am pissed today, I'll put on some like metal or something. You know, just whatever I, I'm feeling at the moment and. And I just roll with it. And I keep that mindset from the time I wake up, uh, hit the gym, get a little pumped, drink my pre-workout and go kick some butt at the show. All right. So second part of the said question. Now, just so you know, I didn't fucking put this on so that you only had to be the one to answer it. Sam has already answered this question. So have the likes of Josh Briggs and Congo Kong and Booker T and other names. So, we call this segment locker room etiquette. So do you got any, are there any pet peeves that you've got, whether it be with fans or whether that be in the locker room? And what I mean by this, we've had everything from, you know, fans not knowing personal space or not knowing what a deodorant stick is, or on the other end of the question, we've had everything from wash your balls to keep your baby mama out the locker room. We've had all kinds of them. So, Let's get the female perspective on this one. Are there any pet peeves as far as the locker room? And is there anything that fans do at shows that just gives you the fucking creeps? Uh, well, all of those are really good things to remember. Uh, yes, wash yourself. Uh, wash your <laughs> gear. Um, I think really all around to sum it up, just be respectful in all senses, like, you know, wearing deodorant. Uh, don't have a bad attitude. You know, everybody's in this together. Like, we all have to sit there. We all have to, like, work with each other. You don't want to cause heat with someone you're about to go out with. Or, or just don't cause unnecessary drama. It all goes with respecting other people and the boundaries. Like, don't hit on women in the locker room. You know, stuff like that. It's all about respect. I think that that's the biggest thing. Respect your ref. Because they can, you know, make or break the match. They make the calls. Uh, respect the person you're working with. Respect the other people, whether you work with them or not. So respect their space. Respect their stuff. Don't steal stuff. Don't leave a mess. Respect the people that have to clean up after you. You know, uh, just just respect. Yeah. So um, the fans. I'm not really bothered. I know a lot of ladies are... Um, I don't, I guess I'm not bothered because I don't let that happen to me. <laughs> um, I don't know how to put it nicely. Like uh, if someone gets too close, I step back. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's like uh, common sense or. You would think it would be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not trying to be mean about it. Um, I just feel like if someone, if a dude got a little too fresh or uh, made me uncomfortable, I know at some point I might have to punch this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, uh, I mean, that's all, I, I, that's just step, step away. Like nothing. If they try to put their arm around you, you don't like it. You're a trained wrestler. Absolutely. <laughs> Pull a move on them. Like do something like twist their wrist. You can do that. I'm sure you're going to do it in your match hurt that much you know hey. be in a respectful way hurt no, them in a respectful totally way. <laughs> and i didn't and so those of you who might be new to the show that segment is not made to bash the fans right 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 disclosure here 
the reason why that segment was created. Obviously, Devin and those of you who have been watching for the show know that I've been running solo and Corey's been filling in. But the reason why that segment was created was because we would go to these shows to do these interviews, man. And I would just look and it would be like the more we got to know people, the more we were out here doing these shows and you would just see people just do shit. And you'd be like, come on, bro. Like, see, and it, and, and, and it's the people where you'd be like, it's motherfuckers like you or why wrestling fans are looked at the way they are. Cause you can't just be cool about it. You gotta make it weird, bro. And I've had some pretty fun encounters with that. So I figured, I figured who better to have encounters with that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, I know we just had like the, the speak out stuff and uh, the Me Too movements and all that. And it came into wrestling and I think it came into different, uh, like a lot of different jobs and, and, and careers and stuff like that. And people did a big clean out. Um, it's not something that, uh, not that it didn't affect me, but um, that I wasn't concerned with. Because like I said, uh, I'll absolutely put a move on someone that crosses me. So, because uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a trained professional wrestler. I'll act accordingly, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. That's just me, though. Hey, I love it because <laughs> I, I, I figured, I knew, you, just from talking to you, I knew you were going to have a good answer with that because... Devin likes to say that I am overly too hot-headed because uh, for those of you who will be watching this on YouTube, check out the link right there with past guests of the show, Miles Jury at Miles' last uh, after party. Let's just say I saw two groups of people walking towards each other. Miles happened to be in the middle of it, and my first instinct was, oh, shit, that's a lot of people. It was, oh, shit, I'm going that way. And I remember Devin picking me up, and I'm like, yo, like this is insane. <laughs> so... Like I said, it can, it can pop off real quick, but that's not why we were here. Like I said, one more time, let people know where they can find you at. Again, I'm fucking bummed that I'm not going to be there, but let them know where they can find you at and check out that triple threat along with your great match with Jordan Grace. I am on Twitter as Miranda Gordy. I'm on Instagram as Miranda Gordy. I'm on Facebook as Miranda Gordy. Pro Wrestling Tees Miranda Gordy. Um, you can actually also watch me on uh, SWE Fight TV, and uh, I also believe that they will be airing the expo, uh, certain parts of the expo on Fight TV as well. Was going to ask about that if I could yeah. see it, because I'm so bummed, man. I want to be there, but fucking Rona. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well like i said i enjoyed it like i said when we get these shirts off i'll definitely send you one and like i said man we appreciate your time and we definitely got to have you back because like i said i had a good time tonight hopefully you did as well and make sure you follow her at all them places that she just mentioned thank you so much for having me hey no, you're getting out. that w not none of this humble shit you got to get that w this weekend Right? Oh, I'm going to get it. <laughs> hey, man, we're getting W's all the way around here. Also, before we let you get out of here, check out that link in the corner and shout out to uh, Sunday's guest, Adrian the Eagle Harjabeach, as he gets ready to go to war for LFA 89 on UFC Fight Pass this Friday. Check him out. And until next time and in the in-between time, safe, stay safe, 